1: If we have time, I'm going to discuss the difference between... You can show these. I'm going to show you the difference between a fully automatic machine gun with a suppressor or a silencer and a gun that just is a single fire gun looks the same. Which, Which gun is the scary gun? Question we have to answer because... Hillary and Barack Obama yesterday are beginning to call guns weapons of war. They are moving on guns, and it's not going to come the traditional way. It's going to come through executive order, because yesterday Jay Johnson, the president of the Dep- or the head of the Department of uh, Homeland Security, said it is fully and completely in the purview of DHS to uh rule gun control common sense gun control warning we've created a monster we'll get into that a little bit today and also tomorrow i want to talk to you a little bit about bill o'reilly and others who are now uh calling for a declaration of war when you really truly understand this and you when we put the puzzle pieces together over the next couple of days for you you are going to see It is possible to be months away from the end of the republic as we know it. It is truly terrifying what is happening in both the left and the right. And I want to start here. I want to start with a pastor in Sacramento. If we want to um, have any credibility, be consistent, maybe it's time we stop looking at the, the splinter in someone else's eye and clean out our own house first. A guy who is a Christian pastor, who I know you will believe, is just as dangerous as the imam that came from Iran to uh, Orlando to speak to the mosque. There is no difference except the God he claims to worship. We begin there right now.
2: Of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck program.
1: Hello, America. I want to start with the um, the Sacramento preacher. This uh, this preacher is getting into some hot water in Sacramento, as he should. And this is our own house. Uh, the, this is a this is a so-called Christian. And I think we need to make a really clear stand on this guy. Is he a Christian or not? And I cannot make a case that this guy is a Christian. I think this guy is as dangerous as the cleric that went to Orlando from Iran who said, kill the gays. You know, the right thing to do is to is to kill the gays uh, because uh, that's what Allah would... It's a compassionate thing. That's what Allah would want us to do. Of course, we wouldn't do that now be, here in America because it would have to be under sharia law that's how he got around it now let me play what this pastor said the next morning after orlando in China. Hey,
0: are you sad that fifty pedophiles were killed today
1: stop for um, a No. They they were gay they weren't pedophiles i don't know if you oh. i don't know if you know that they were they were not pedophiles they were gay next
0: hey are you sad that fifty pedophiles were killed today um no i think that's great i i I think that helps society you know i think orlando florida is a
1: little safer tonight Mm. oh my gosh but wait kids there's more as christians should we not be mourning the death of these 50 vile perverted predators (laughs) wish the government would round them all up, put, put them up against a firing wall, put a firing squad in front of them and blow their brains out. Uh, uh,
3: what? How do you even, how do you
1: attend that church after that sermon? I think as Christians, Wow. I think Christians, we need to stand up against him. We are, and I don't say we as in us, our side. I mean this is human nature. We see someone like that, and, and they're, if they're on our side, we just dismiss them and go, every Christian knows that's not a Christian. And that's true. But let's look at it from the Muslim side. When the Muslims didn't stand up in force and say, that those people are abomination, they have nothing to do with us. We all said, oh, their silence is saying an awful lot. We have stood against the Westboro Baptist Church. We need to stand against this. This is this is evil. What he is pre Show me in the Bible. Can anybody show me in the Bible where Jesus says, "Let's round people up and shoot them in the head?" Can anybody show that to me in the in the Bible? How does this guy call himself a Christian? Is that what Christ would do? Where did Jesus say Get the government and round all of those people up and crucify them. Christianity is not about the government doing any of that stuff. It is, it's quite amazing to me. Now, he said, I am not, I am not, I'm not supporting uh, people. I'm not telling people to go kill homosexuals. I'm not inciting violence. What was his excuse? I'm saying the Bible says they need to be dead, but only under a righteous government. So a righteous government would round them up and shoot them in the head. What book is this guy reading? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, old, oh, maybe Old Testament. Maybe. Sodomites should be stoned. But uh, may I just say, there's another preacher, and I think he's in Ohio. If somebody can, uh, can uh, get on the phone and tell us the name of this preacher, I sure would appreciate it. I, I can't find the, the audio of this or the YouTube video of this, but I know it was out. He did like a three-day conference, and I think it was in, it may have been in Ohio. Um, it was up in that region someplace. And a lot of the candidates went to speak at this two- or three-day conference and at one point he said, look, I, you know, I've been told I shouldn't be saying some of my views out loud, but it's time to say them. Bible says stone homosexuals to death. And that's what we should be doing is stoning homosexuals to death. It was, it was obscene what this guy said. Obscene. We need to make sure that the rest of the world knows or the rest of, the rest of America knows We don't believe a righteous government would round anyone up and shoot them in the head. That doesn't, that sounds a little like Nazi Germany. We, or we, should we, should we, should we put the pink stars on? Was, was Nazi Germany righteous? Because that's what they did.
3: Sharia law does the same
1: thing. That's why I say he is the same as the cleric. The cleric said, I'm not inciting anything. We can't do this here. I'm not inciting anything. I'm. I'm just telling you a righteous government under Sharia law in Iran, that's what we do. That's what Islam demands. Well, what's the difference between that's what the Bible says to do? No, I'm not saying that. I mean, we have American laws, but, you know, a righteous government would do that. There's no difference between him and the cleric. It's the only time. If President Obama would come out and use this guy, and believe me, they will, If they use this guy, I would agree with President Obama. What's the difference between those two? Now, he would expand that into all Christians. It's this guy. And if there are other guys like this, we as people need, as Christians, need to take the beam out of our own eye visibly, need to clean up our own house first. There's too much confusion in the world right now. And who's the author of confusion? There's far too much confusion. We need to be really super clear. What is this guy's name in his church? Uh, Jimenez? His church. I'm the Verity, Ver, Verity Baptist Church. Baptist church Verity. Okay, yeah. In Sacramento. Roger Jimenez. <laughs> The previous post, the the post after this, the one where they
0: posted the sermon was statistics on sodomites. I'm sure that's going to sure that's filled with all sorts of uh, gems as well. <laughs> this is going to be. <laughs> we're, we're, we're they apparently have a,
1: found a new Westboro Baptist Church here. We have is, uh, uh, yes, geez. we have, and not a white guy, by the way, not a white guy, a Hispanic, mm-hmm. and not a Christian, but a hater. Nowhere in my Bible does it say to round people up and kill them. Nowhere in the New Testament can I find that at all. I can find, uh, you know, if you're without sin, you go ahead and you cast that first stone. That doesn't mean we don't stand uh, for righteousness.
3: No, because right before he said that, or after he said that he, he said go and sin no more. So, no. More. Uh, yes, you still you still call out the sin, but you're you know, you you don't condemn people
1: when you yourself have plenty to be condemned for. He said this was great that happened. It helps society. Orlando is safer and he wouldn't have a problem if the government just rounded all gay people up and just shot them in the head. I've always thought that homophobicness or being a homophobe is
3: such a misnomer because who's actually afraid of homosexuals? Well, we found one. This, this guy claiming that Orlando is safer because 50 homosexuals were killed. That's pedophiles, Pat. That's, uh, yeah, not
4: homosexuals, you pedophiles. You not bother
0: to call them uh, gays or the whatever else. Pastor, uh,
4: at the National Religious Liberties Conference uh pastor Kevin Swanson is the guy you were thinking of that quoted a passage of the bible that he claimed justified the execution
1: of thank you for that jeffy can you see if you can He's get the-, the youtube video and pass it over to pat transfer it to his screen screen, screen. <laughs> because it's the same message yeah. it's exactly the same message and i don't know what christianity stands for anymore i, I really don't oh, I, you can't
0: again no I, no no I I not, i'm not i'm not
1: saying about know, this right. this is not christian and i don't know any christian or any churches that agree with these guys. That's why this is a news story, by the way. Correct. If this was common practice, it would not be a news story. story. You'd you'd have tons and tons of examples of this. We have two. I mean, um, you know, Pat has been online with this pastor who is, you know, saying that, you know, Trump is, I don't know. (laughs) He's been going back and forth with him. And I, I honestly don't know what Christians stand for anymore. If there are no principles, right. no, there has to be principles behind it. So we, we need to know where we stand and whether we're in the group of Christians or not, I'm going to stand on principles that I believe Jesus was teaching. And if that puts me in the church or or out of a church like Whitfield, then I'll go stand with George Whitfield in the middle of the uh, of a field all by myself. That's fine. Because, I mean, obviously, we care about principles and politics, but it's right.
0: infinitely more important in, in church and faith. In church. Yeah, I mean, you've I, you got know, to have principles. That's know, the whole thing. That's the whole point of it. If you're, right. if you're bending your principles for politics in church, there's right. no point in going to church.
1: And so what is this guy's principle? This guy's principle is not what, we're, what Jesus was teaching. Love. That's not love. That's hate. That is hate. That's not life. That's death. Never heard a preacher do that before. Never have I heard a preacher do that before. I think as Christians, we need to flood uh, the the social space with condemnation of this guy. Knowing that there will be operatives among trying to make us, uh, trying to pose as Christians. And I only say this because Cass Sunstein has called for it. We know that Donald Trump has done it, uh, and Russia does it, and we know that. It was reported on the front page of uh, of the New York Times that Russia is also engaged in disinformation, people posing as people like us online and just putting out all kinds of disinformation. So we know that's been done before, but we have to, as a body of Christian people, stand up, And clean out our own house before we start worrying about somebody else. This guy is dangerous. Truly dangerous. You cannot tell me that the Muslim cleric is dangerous and this guy's not. There's no difference. None. In fact, I think this guy may actually be worse because of the way he's ratcheted up in tone. If you listen to the Muslim cleric, he was just like, well, God says that all gays should be killed. This guy is on a fiery rant. And now this. Katy Perry. She uh, is used to attention, but not this kind of attention. Social media, she has 89 million followers uh, on her network. Attention, that attention that she had turned ugly when a hacker took over her uh, her account and posted hateful, profane tweets in her name. It's really not that hard to do. And identity theft is America's fastest-growing crime. When it happens, when thieves use your information and they pretend they're you, they can buy things on your credit card, they can liquidate your bank accounts, they can get your retirement funds, they can smear you any way they want. They'll destroy your life. LifeLock scans hundreds of millions of transactions every single second. And if they detect information being used... They send you alert. And if you have a problem, U.S.-based agents will work to fix it. And that's different than the free credit monitoring. That's the key. That's monitoring. This isn't. This is LifeLock. They're locking down your life, making sure that it's all taken care of. Right now, you can get a special 15% discount off of your first year. Visit LifeLock.com and use the promo code Beck 15 That's promo code Beck 15 act now because the offer for the 15% off ends July 3rd, 1-800-440-4936, 1-800-440-4936, 1-800-440-4936. Use the promo code BECK15.
2: The Glenn Beck Program.
1: Stream the show live on iHeartRadio or listen later on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and now Google Play Music. Mercury.
5: Eight seven two seven back.
4: This is
5: the Glenn Beck program.
1: Uh, sh- shall we play the other pastor? This is the Pastor Swanson um, who uh, spoke uh, the day before he held a, a big uh, conference of, of presidential candidates, and this went viral. Anybody who was supporting some of these presidential candidates. They didn't know. I've been to these things before. You don't know what's being said beforehand. You come uh, right as you're ready to speak. They have them very well timed out. And you arrive, you speak, and you leave. You have no idea. This is what was said before some of the presidential candidates arrived just last fall. You have it? Yes. Leviticus 2013 calls for the death penalty homosexuals yes Romans chapter 1 verse 32 the apostle Paul does say that homosexuals are worthy of death his words not mine
0: and I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ wow and I am not ashamed of the truth of the word of God And I am willing to
6: go to jail for standing on the truth of the word of God.
1: He was talking in that sermon about who should be stoned um, to death and homosexuals should be stoned to death. And I've got news for you. Um, I'm not going to be casting any stones on anybody's lifestyle. And... If that's what my faith teaches, that I have to round them up and stone them to death, round them up and kill them, round them up and arrest them, round them up, period. No matter what it is that we're rounding them up for, unless it is, uh, unless it is something like uh, radicalized Islam, where they are plotting and planning and actively trying to carry out death, on America. No, I don't think we round them up. We don't round people up for their lifestyle. That's not America. That's Salem in the 1600s. Sure. Okay, that's Salem. Oh, in the progressive era, that is FDR with the Japanese. Sure, we can just round these people up. They're all guilty. <laughs> look at them. They all look Japanese. And, and by the way... Um.
3: pretty much all of us are going to be killed if he's going to cite Romans one thirty two Because right. the list of sins that are worthy of death, and it could be the death of the Spirit he's that is being spoken of here, but the list of things worthy of death,
1: pretty darn long, and we've all committed some of them. Yeah. So now we've talked about Christians. Next we have to talk about our side again, cleaning out our own house. There are calls for a declaration of war but when you understand what that means this you is better the back Glenn away.
5: Beck program. Mercury The Glenn
1: Beck Program. Yeah, yeah amazing. Um, I'm reading an incredible book. It's called Chernobyl 12340: The uh, True Story of the World's Worst Nuclear Disaster. It's unbelievable. It is really unbelievable. We'll we'll talk about it in a couple of days. I know Stu will love this book. Um, but if fascinated you're, by that, yeah. uh, if you're into you know Soviet stuff, nuclear. The guy makes a really good case just in the introduction where he's like, look, I want you to know I'm not against nuclear power. I'm just coming at this because I'm fascinated by this subject and I couldn't find the truth. Everything disagrees with itself. And so he said, I went and I did. I really did my homework. I went over to Chernobyl. I looked through all the records. Now that things have fallen, now that the wall has fallen, we can actually get some truth. And he said uh, he talked to the people who were in the control room at the time that are no longer afraid to speak about it, and it's phenomenal. Are you quoted in this book, Stu? I mean,
4: you're pretty much an expert.
1: I, I would say. I mean, I'm a, uh, I mean, expert is probably
0: a tad strong when it comes to nuclear physics. but oh, being nice. Uh, yeah, I, I read. Do. I am very Have interested. you read nuclear physics for presidents? I've re- yeah, I mean, I've read. Uh, it's a, It's been a long time yeah, but, yeah. when you first uh, talked about it. And that's Great one of the most book. amazing things because it really argues uh, – which is, which is the truth from, from the physicist's side, that it actually was maybe not the right idea to evacuate Chernobyl at all. Um, in fact, you should not have been forced was essentially the case they made in that book. And you read the same thing happened with Fukushima, uh, where zero people died from the nuclear fallout, zero. Um, but up to a thousand people died in the evacuation from the nuclear fallout. Uh, you know, there it's, it's such a, we get so scared because of these things and then, you know, uh, naturally you'd, you'd say, but it, it winds up being, um, following direction and not thinking these through thinking emotionally instead of rationally winds up burning you more times than not.
1: You think? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, um, he makes a really good case on, uh, on nuclear, uh, energy and the, and the real problem. Uh, one of the real problems was, um, was Russia? I mean, yes. Which which leads you to why would we let Iran have it or or Kim Jong Un? I mean, just re- really dangerous, dangerous scenarios with nuclear energy. But he goes into the stats in the introduction just to say, look, I'm I'm not. I don't care. I'm just I'm just trying to give the facts. And the facts are everybody every all these books are wrong because they either came from the Soviet machine. Or they came from people who had an agenda to stop all nuclear power. Yeah. And he said, I don't have either of those agendas. And he tells the truth about nuclear power in the, first introduction, in the introduction, and it's unbelievable. And then he tells you the scariest damn story you've ever read in your life. I mean, it's, it's truly amazing. All right, I want to go to something that Bill O'Reilly said um, a couple of nights ago on his Talking Points memo. And then he was on The Colbert Show on CBS... And I want you to listen to this, and I want you to understand what this means. Listen.
7: Call, we need a. All-out war yes. on the Islamic State. What What does that mean? It means that uh, Congress should pass a declaration of war mm-hmm. against uh, Islamic terrorist groups. All right, and then that's you, a that's you name that's a large name them. Al Qaeda, um, ISIS, and there are four or five. Are we people. not at war with Al Qaeda right we now? We are, Doesn't but the we're not o- officially. Authorization for the use of military force kind of cover anything we want to do. Yeah, the that? president has the authority to do it, but if you make a, a dr- declaration of war. It does a number of things. Number one, it gives your authorities inside the United States far more latitude to d- detain an Omar Mateen. Okay? Far more latitude. You could, attain, you you could, could, detain, you could detain an American citizen. A number of, if you're at war, mm-hmm. on a number of different things, you can detain people. FDR did it with the Japanese. Now, I think he made a mistake, <laughs> but he did it. Okay? Yeah. Um, so, so the, you hear the reaction of the people, they're like,
1: yeah, yeah, and you're saying that same thing could then it, happen again. It's not, it's not, it's, it's almost like a talking amongst themselves, like, wait a minute, did he just say... Right. Yeah. I mean, it's an odd reaction from the
7: audience. But the war declaration takes the uh, protection of your audience and you and me away from law enforcement and puts it into the military precincts. Number two, Stop. NATO Stop. would then... Stop. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, doesn't it? He's
0: not selling me on this idea. No, no
1: me neither. No, no. no. Now... In the Talking Points memo and what we did last night on television, I went through all the things that a declaration of war would mean. Your First Amendment rights curtailed, your Second Amendment rights curtailed, your Fourth Amendment rights curtailed, your Fifth Amendment rights curtailed. Everything is curtailed. And as he was just saying, you no longer, and he makes a case for this as he goes on, you no longer... You no longer have to worry about having U.S. troops in the streets because it wouldn't be illegal anymore. We'd have our soldiers in our streets. I, I you know, I would
0: say also, uh, your Third Amendment rights would be curtailed theoretically because you, you actually the, the Third Amendment, I believe, it talks about how you can you can't quarter soldiers in your home during peacetime. Yes. So uh, you actually could have, uh, you know,
1: military just sleeping yes. over. Because it's, it's not peacetime anymore. Right. It's not be a declaration of war. And, and I want you to understand, he's not the only guy calling for this now. There are Republicans in Congress that are calling for this. Well, uh, I, I believe that Trump is calling for this. Yeah. and, and the, but, there are, but there are also Republicans. This is, i got to tell you, we went over this last night, and all through that monologue yesterday, I was thinking to myself, we could lose the republic before Trump even got into power. We could lose the republic if we have a declaration of war over this. Remember, 3,000 people died. 3,000 people died. What allowed FDR to scoop up the citizens? What allowed him to do it? To scoop up the Japanese and put Pearl them Harbor. in internment camps. in termicans. what? Pearl Harbor, right? Right. When did they, when did they actually, is- the motivation. when did they actually issue this? When did, when did they start doing it? When did they start planning? When did they go, oh, geez, we got to get the Japanese out of here?
3: Uh, 42, 43.
1: Uh-huh. They actually started planning uh, in late 40 and 41. The plan was already in place to scoop up all of the Japanese They were waiting for the opportunity. And when Pearl Harbor happened, they issued the proclamation. Exclusion order number 41, 9066. The guy who was asked to do it, and I am hazy on this. It's been too long since I've read it. Um, But the guy who did it, he is, he's a famous guy. He's, uh, I don't remember, Eisenhower's son or somebody. He's a famous guy. That we know. And he was, he was put in charge of this. And he was uncomfortable with it. But let's build the camps. Let's get everything going. He was a doer. He was patriotic and everything else. He did the job for a year. And then resigned and said. This is a disgrace to our country. This is a disgrace that we're doing this. He was pushed off to the side. Because nobody wanted to see it. Everyone knew it was a disgrace. Everyone knew it was a disgrace. But our grandparents and our great-grandparents convinced themselves to look the other way, to convince themselves that that's all we could do. Now, we took Japanese Americans, people who were born here, without any kind of proof or anything else, and just scoop them up because they look different, and we put them in concentration camps. That's not America. But what's worse this time is what they're talking about is with a declaration of war, the government gets to decide who a possible enemy is. Well, gosh, I've seen how the media makes Christians look. I've seen how the media makes uh, Republicans look. Tea partiers look. I've seen the soft tyranny of the IRS already with the Tea Party. I've seen how everybody, I've seen how both left and right in Washington want to make people who stand up for the Constitution look like terrorists and killers. I've also seen Donald Trump so far ban the Washington Post was the latest and said, I will not grant you any access to anything that I do. Washington Post uh, what was on the list? Uh, National Review, uh, BuzzFeed. Des Moines Register. Des Moines Register. Um, there was a
0: was bunch Mother of them. Jones. Um, uh, gosh, there were so many of them. There was, I mean,
1: we had about 10 yeah, of them on the list. That isn't. he has said, you're banned. He has said he wants to change the First Amendment. You give a declaration of war. Our voice is gone. It is gone. Now, I think there's a lot of Americans that would say good, but is that good for America? Is that truly good for America to silence people who disagree, especially when we're talking about losing the rights of the Constitution? Bill O'Reilly is talking about, and so are members of Congress, they are talking about curtailing the fourth and the fifth, um, limiting the scope. Of the Fourth and the Fifth Amendment. But this is so now eavesdropping and going through your stuff. And mm-hmm. re- they're talk- they are talking now of putting government operatives at Facebook and Twitter. Now they don't even have to do this. I think they already are doing this. But they're talking now about maybe we should be monitoring every social page and following up on absolutely everything. I guarantee you. You will be scooped up in this in the end. You start with one thing and you move on to the next. Because,
0: I mean, obviously this is probably the pushback from the, um, uh, you know, the libertarian style pushback on uh, all the Edward Snowden stuff, right? Like they're saying, well, now we can't do all of the things we used to do, so we need to have a declaration of war to do those things. Um, Which, okay, but how does this work with You know, because we've heard Ron Paul forever come out and say, well, well, if we're going to go to war, we need to have a declaration
1: of war. Um, Libertarians have been saying that for a long time. Yes. However, what we're talking about is an ideology. We're talking about an ideology, going to war with an ideology, not a country. There is we're in a 15 we're 15 years into this war. I was for a declaration of war on september, you know, 12th, 2001, i was for a declaration of war. and maybe that would have helped because the declaration of war would have been for afghanistan and not for al-qaeda perhaps. would have been on osama bin laden, it would have been targeted. they're talking now about a declaration of war on an ideology. you're not going to stop that. it is a never-ending war. It is a suspension of the Constitution in the continental United States for all citizens in a never-ending fashion. Oh, you know, but the Patriot Act, they had a sunset in that one too. So we could put a sunset in the declaration of war as well. It's the fastest way to fascism.
0: I mean, that's certainly not what Bill O'Reilly wants by any no, means. Um, no, And that should be, be careful said.
1: what you're rooting for. Right, but it's, it, it might open us up to something. If you don't have, this is what we've talked about for years. If you don't have somebody who, and I have said this, Abraham Lincoln gave the power back. If you have somebody who is not necessarily willing to give the power back to people, once they grab it, they've grabbed it. I've said forever, this is why I fought so strongly for Ted Cruz. He respects the Constitution. If there is a need for martial law because things go crazy, I know Ted Cruz would let that power go, get it under control, and get us returned to the Constitution of the United States as fast as possible. That's not necessarily the intent of those in Washington. Because remember, there's a lot of crises crises that are about to hit and now this you go on vacation and you can go on vacation knowing that your home is protected you can go on vacation knowing that when you get home all your stuff is going to be there there is a new security system that is uh, been put all together Um, usually you can go to simply safe and and you know they'll sell the packages but you know the idea is this is this is your home this is your security so you put it together They put together a package uh, that has everything that you would possibly need. Entry sensors, motion sensors, glass break sensors... Everything you need to stop criminals from coming into your house, no matter what they're after. And right now, you can get $100 off this phenomenal package. It's the package that we have at our house. It is really, really good. It will protect your family. It is the new way to protect your home. SimplySafeBec.com. Get $100 off the security package. Plus, remember, there's no contracts for the 24-7 monitoring. So you can stop and start that anytime that you want, Um, you know. So you don't want that monitoring the rest of the year, but when you're on vacation, you want to start it? You just pay $14.99 for that month, and they'll cover the house for you. It's com. Get the $100 off this amazing home security package at com. That's simplisafebeck.com. Glenn Beck Program. 888
2: 727 Mercury.
1: We have we've got to get Bill O'Reilly on the uh, program because Bill is clearly not calling for, you know, martial law and the suspension of the Constitution and everything else. But again, I don't think Bill O'Reilly sees the the danger in what he's calling for right now. Uh, and, uh, And maybe he's right. I don't think he is, but we should get him on to talk about it because it's it's quite an amazing stance to take. And you're starting to see people fall into this. And I'm telling you, the problem is, is uh, the ground that Barack Obama has laid for the next president. And now we're in a war, a never-ending war, and as things are brought home, the chickens will come home to roost. The thing is, we've got really good choices, though,
0: at least, for the next president, you know? It's like uh, I think, what the new poll had uh, Hillary Clinton with a 55 percent unfavorable rating, which is one of the worst unfavorable ratings in the last 30 plus years. Yeah. Trump is at 70 uh,
1: percent. Here's the, here's the real problem. Trump is killing Hillary Clinton on the, in the in the polling on what to do about this shooting and Islam and everything else. He is still in the same poll where he is just massacring her in that poll. He's still 13 points behind on which one would you vote for as president of the United States. This is not helping him. It it should be helping him, but it's not. People agree with him, but don't want him to be president.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Mercury.
1: DHS came out yesterday for the very first time casually. Jay Johnson said, gun control is now part and parcel of the DHS. When pushed, what does that mean? Well, you know, it's just, it's just what we do. Well, Is this a new stance? No, it's just the first time we've ever talked about it. Uh-huh. What does that mean? We need to find out. Also, there was this horrible death at Disney World. Um of a of a kid and an alligator. I, I we, our prayers are with the family, but I just want to point out here as a society, have you noticed nobody they've killed five alligators now and cut them open. And nobody's crying out for the poor alligator like they did the poor gorilla. Right. Why is that? Because the gorilla isn't human, uh, is not human-like where the alligator is not. That's the deal. They are just killing all the alligators and everybody's saying, oh, please, please protect the child. It's interesting how our psyche works. And also, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn is with us. He is the author of The Harbinger, The Mystery of the Shemitah, He's doing a, um, uh, an hour with me on television, but I wanted to get him in uh, today a little bit about where we are and a little bit about his new book, The Book of Mysteries. We begin there right now.
2: Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck program.
1: Welcome to the program, Rabbi Jonathan uh, Kahn. He is—he's um, an amazing, uh, amazing speaker. I have uh, seen him several times before. He's a great writer. He wrote the book *The Harbinger*, which I absolutely believe is—is is real. I mean, I think you nailed it um, because I know the history of our country. And I know enough about the way God works that I think the harbinger. And
8: when did that come out, Jonathan? Came out in 2012. Wrote it in 2010. 2012 is when it came out. Yeah.
1: And when you read that and you start to put it all together, it gives you the direction of where mm. we're supposed to go. Then you came out with the
8: mystery of the Shemitah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Shemitah was, is this year, Right. It was or last. It's kind of it's a double thing. It's a shemitah, then it goes into the jubilee. But yes, we spoke like right at, in the summer when right. the thing, when we were having a crash. Right. Remember? Yeah. Right.
1: So now, yeah. a lot of people will say, "Well, nothing bad happened with the shemitah. I thought mm-hmm. this was supposed to be, you know, right. the the uh, the big turning point." Right.
8: Yeah. Well, first of all, yeah. Some people think the end of the world. Yeah. I always cautioned if you heard me, and yes. even when we were together, always cautioned. God, you can't put God in a box. He doesn't have to do anything according. But this is what happened. However, the predominant pattern of the Shemitah absolutely took place. I'll just give you a little, a little thing here. Um, one is 2015 actually was the worst year for the stock market since the last Shemitah in seven years, 2008. First time it was in the red. Global trade collapsed. That's why oil collapsed. First time since 2007, 2008, the other Shemitah. Uh, world stock markets were actually wiped. China was wiped out almost half, if you remember, um, the, it had some of the worst collapses in history. Actually, 20% of the greatest stock market day crashes in history happened in the this, this Shemitah 2015. And El, on Elul, that month, that summer month, that's the key of the Shemitah. Um, so it's actually, we're still not recovered from that. that. So actually, the predominant pattern happened as it has. Now we're in the second part, which is called the Jubilee. You know, so we will see what's going to happen. you know nothing has to. I always tell people nothing has to, but one of the things is that this pattern has been the last eight Shemitahs has been a collapse every single time, and it has happened just a a note in the Bible that God's in charge of our finances, he's in charge of everything that that's basically the thing I think that um, I think that we're headed for
1: um well let's just start here um. We're now calling for a declaration of war. Some people on the Mm -hmm. right are calling for a declaration Mm -hmm. of war, which um, means, you. and the reason why they're calling for it is so that we can suspend or limit the scope of First, Mm -hmm. Second, Fourth, and Fifth Amendment rights. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really significant. And when you look at the choices that we have in front of us, I don't think either one of those people necessarily want to give all those rights back to the people. You go into a a war against terror like the war on hunger or the war on poverty or the war on drugs; it never ends, and the scope can continue to grow and grow
8: and grow and grow. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's we are at a dangerous time. I mean, when I we were here last, when I spoke to you last time. The warning, the harbinger is a warning of where things can go. It's a call to where we need to go. But the the pattern, where we are right now, the pattern of ancient Israel, when, when the warnings came of a nation in danger moving away from God, that has not stopped, Glenn. Now, I wish I could tell you that... What's in here has not, has not come true or is not coming true. I wish I could tell you that the warning was taken, but it's not. We're at a more dangerous point than we've ever been in our history. I mean, from this, we have only progressed away from God. And this is the pattern. The pattern, the pattern with Israel is when they got the warnings from God, they didn't come back. They continued away from him. We, since 9-11, we have not grown closer. We had all this God bless America, God bless America, but we have grown much farther now. We're at a much more dangerous point. The harbingers have not stopped. And now we have a choice, which is, I mean, we'll talk about it. But we are, I believe, even the choice we have is a sign of judgment of where we're going. What about the people who say, um,
1: because I, I hear this all the time from good friends, uh, pastors. when mm. you don't see it. God has anointed and he has pulled Donald Trump out. He's going to use him. Well, God uses all of us. Yes. But he also uses, he expects all of us to use our, our noggin. Mm -hmm. uh, And I mean, as my, uh, I hate to be Mm. crass uh, on this, but this is one of the deepest things I've ever heard. And it came from my 11 year old son. I asked him, would you go back in time to kill Hitler if you could? Mm. And he said, no. And I said, why? And he said, dad, Look at all of the heroes that we would lose. they had the opportunity to stand, mm. look at all of the things that people did because of that darkness mm. as well yes, and uh, what an interesting way to look at it. so God is using all of us, and yes. he will use even the darkest things for her, his purposes, yes. but you don't have to go there he doesn't he doesn't
8: yes. he, he, you know he'll pick righteous if he can find the righteous yes. And there are righteous. Yeah, you don't, you don't choose the darkness. God can use all things, but you don't choose it. And that's a great point. One of the things is that as things get darker, that doesn't mean we stop. We get brighter. The lights have to get brighter. That's the point of the, with the darkness. And the other thing is that though God can use anyone, you know, I believe we had a choice. You know, and I know you were very uh, passionate about Ted Cruz. And I was also praying for Ted Cruz, and I laid hands on him, prayed we have had a real choice between biblical values. We, it wasn't that we didn't have it. We had it. And right now, unfortunately, many, not only, not only secular people, but believers, chose something that was against what was very biblical. Now we have a choice between two people, this is not to get political, but who neither one is upholding any strong value from the Lord right now. And though God will use all, God's never finished, God will use all things, this is what we have now. And I've, you know, we were just talking before, I haven't shared this, but people don't realize, I wrote The Harbinger in, in 2010, came out in 2012. But in The Harbinger, actually Donald Trump is in The Harbinger. I was led to put something in there. Um, I don't want to go into all the detail. I we, know where it is. Find, people can find it, but we'll talk. But the, the thing is, if you remember, Glenn, the, that the, the danger of ancient Israel was that they were saying, they were warned by God, and instead of repenting, or instead of coming back, they said we're gonna it's come becoming back. Becoming humble. Yeah, instead of being humble, they said, we're gonna come back stronger than ever without God. We're gonna do it by ourselves. Well, that's the message, unfortunately, from Donald Trump is that we're coming back, we're gonna be great, America's gonna be great again. But where's God? Where's repentance? That's that's the problem. It's a, it's Isaiah 9:10. It's the warning of the harbinger. And one of the things there, when you read that passage. It, in the, this you'll only see in the Hebrew, the Hebrew says the people say this vow in arrogance, arrogance, pride. And the word, you know, not only the word also in Hebrew means tower. Now you have Donald Trump who's associated with towers, with pride, with arrogance. It is that vow. That's the problem. And, you know, listen, we need to pray for him. We need to pray he'll be touched by God. We need to pray that they'll all be touched by God. But this is the choice we have now. And unfortunately, it's embodying that spirit. On the other hand, you know, we have another choice. We have a Candidate, it looks like, well, it's going to be the candidate, and people don't realize that. If I gave you a quote, people would think this is from Joseph Stalin. The quote is, deep-seated religious beliefs must be changed. Why? So that abortion can increase. Now, you think that's Joseph Stalin. That was Hillary Clinton. So this is what we're dealing with, and we know what she'll do. With the Supreme Court, and that will seal things. We know that. We don't know what Donald Trump will do. So, on one, on one hand, there's hope there. On the other hand, as we were talking before, it could be worse. We don't know. But I believe the fact that we really did have choices and we turned away from them, that is, that puts us in a real dangerous, real dangerous position. I will tell you that um, the Harbinger changed me as an individual.
1: Um, because I was a guy who said we should build the World Trade Center back exactly the way it was, maybe 10 stories taller. Yes. And I used to, say, I used to, to say, say
0: Donald Trump was the guy who should do yeah. it. Put yeah.
1: Donald Trump yeah. in charge. And I don't care if those tops 10 yeah. stories just say Trump on them. Yeah. I know he'll get it done and I know he'll build it bigger than That's before. Right. Yeah. That's right? right. And so... And then when I read the Harbinger and I saw the patterns Mm. and I know history well enough to know what George Washington did and that we are a covenant nation. The only one besides Israel, original Israel, we are a covenant nation. Um, And I saw what through the Harbinger, through your study of the scriptures on what Mm. what happened, what the message was and how they went wrong. I realized, oh, my gosh we are supposed, we're, we're being humbled. That's right. Humble yourself right now. And that's getting worse.
8: That's right. It's worse than it was in 2001. That's right. Much worse. That's right. That's right. Well, well, the pattern, Glenn, is that when Israel didn't turn, when the warning came, they got worse. They got worse before. And that's exactly what happened. If you remember, you know, on the day after 9-11, you had, you had Tom Daschle in the, in the Congress actually vowing the ancient vow of judgment, saying we're coming back stronger. Isaiah 9-10, exactly what Israel did, not knowing what he was doing, but he said this is what we're going to do. And it was, almost, it was prophetic. This is what we've done. And now we're watching. It's like a, we've crossed a tipping point where now the momentum is increasing. It's almost every day. It's an acceleration of where we're heading. This is what happened to Israel. And the spirit of arrogance is what led them, instead of repentance, what led them to destruction. That's what's scary. I am, and I've said this for years
1: Satan doesn't destroy, he perverts. If it's a strong tool, he perverts it. And if he can't pervert it, he'll destroy it. Yes. But he perverts it so it's a tool in his hand. That's right. We are the most amazing tool to ever grace any toolbox. The United States of America is an unbelievable power. And I have said for years, if we don't destroy ourselves or if God doesn't do a tower of Babel and bless us by destroying us mm. Satan will pervert us, and we will be the darkest nation we're going to make Hitler mm. look like rookies mm. look like rookies if we don't if we 're not destroyed
8: first. Mm. Does that make sense to you? Well, well, you know, there's something with that, and that is that, first of all, yeah, Satan can't force destruction. He can force people to, he can lead people to do things that leads to destruction. Right. That's exactly. And the other thing is that people say, well, you know, when I speak about a shaking that almost that the shaking's coming. People say, well, that's bad. No, it's not bad. Most of us come to the Lord because of a shaking. And so the thing is that it's it's if it goes on as it's going now, that's scarier. That is scary. It is. You know, then I'll, I'll tell you, there was a day in the Hebrew calendar called the 9th of Tammuz. And on this day, it was the day that the walls that were protecting Jerusalem were were removed, were, were breached. That that protective wall was gone. Judgment came. This has been a mourning day for two and a half thousand years, the 9th of Tammuz. During this Shemitah, on the 9th of Tammuz, do you know what happened? The 9th of Tammuz was June 26th. It was the day that America struck down the hedge of marriage protecting America. Wow. On the day that of, in the Bible, of when the hedge is removed, you know, and one of the signs, and listen, this is you, I know you're, you know, we, we are, we need to pray for all people and love all people, but we have to watch, we have to also call it where our nation's going. And, you know, Washington warned that. Remember at, at Ground Zero, that, that where Ground Zero was the place where America was dedicated to God. Washington gave a warning saying, If we ever disregard the eternal rules of order and right that heaven ordained, the smiles of heaven will be removed. Well, if anything constituted that. And then the other thing is that, you know, that day all across America, you know, you had the rainbow flag, you know, celebrating Mm -hmm. it. The rainbow doesn't belong to God. I mean, to man, it belongs to God. The rainbow is a sacred sign that God gave. That's a desecration. And then the White House, the president orders the White House to be lit up. Never happened before in our history. How much more can we do to provoke, to provoke God? I mean, we crossed a line, Glenn. We crossed a line. And you know, the, not only George Washington, John Winthrop, when he came over here and he wrote that, we shall be a city on a hill. As he said, America became the greatest nation. Mm-hmm. But he also, people don't put in what's also there. He gave a warning. He said, but if we turn away from our God and we turn to other gods, then the judgments that came on Israel will come upon America. And that's where we are now. Um,
1: he's going to spend a full hour with me uh, tonight at five o'clock. You can find it on theblaze. Uh, slash tv. Uh, Jonathan Kahn. He is uh, uh, he is somebody that everybody should hear. Whether you agree or disagree with him, you should listen uh, to what he has to say. We'll talk a little bit about his book of mysteries and the Shemitah and uh, and what he believes is coming um, tonight, five o'clock. You don't want to miss it. Now, this you go on. Um, oh, hang on a second. That's an hour ago. Time flies when you're oh, having that's fun. Right. LifeLock. Um, you're traveling, uh, and there's some tips that you need to be aware of about identity theft. Keep your IDs and your important documents on you and not in your luggage. Don't put your home dress on your uh, luggage tag, or you could direct thieves to your empty home. In fact, use your cell phone number and just put your cell phone number on your luggage tag. And get LifeLock. LifeLock scans hundreds of millions of transactions every second, and if they detect that your information is being used, they'll send you an alert. And then, if you have a problem, a U.S.-based agent will work to fix it. Now, that's different than the free credit monitoring system, and nobody can stop all identity theft, but this is the number one fastest-growing crime in America. Right now, get a 15% discount off of your first year. Go to lifelock.com and use the promo code BEC15. That's BEC15. Offer ends July 3rd. Call 800-440-4936, 800-440-4936. Use the promo code BEC15 at lifelock.com or 800-440-4936. This is the Glenn
5: Beck Program. Mercury.
1: Mercury.
2: This is the Glenn
1: Beck Program. President Obama, yesterday. (laughs) There he is.
9: The main contribution of some of my friends on the other side of the aisle have made in the fight against ISIL Uh is to criticize this administration and me for not using the phrase radical Islam. That's the key, they tell us. We A- can't A- beat ISIL unless we call them Not radical Islamists. A- what exactly would using this label uh, accomplish? Uh, what exactly would it change? Well, no. for- would it make ISIL less committed to trying to kill Americans?
0: That's what they're saying, yeah. hmm
9: Right. Would it bring in more allies? Yeah, is there that, a military strategy that's it, exactly. that is served by this? Of course. No, it's like very. The nose. answer is none of the above. None of the above. That's what the answer is. Calling a threat by a different name does not make it go away. Stop just a second. Calling
1: uh, saying that we're at war with all Germans was wrong. Saying that we were at war with all Nazis was right. We were at war with the Nazis. In fact, if you look at the, um, uh, I think it was civilian order something or rather, I don't remember, but it was the poster that was put up when we walked into Germany. It said in English and in German, we're not at war with the German people. We are at war with the Nazis. And if you were part of the Nazi party, if you are part of it, or you are hiding any of the Nazis, we consider you an enemy as well. But we're not at at war with the German people. Nazis, we are. Language is really important. And when you won't identify what's called radical Islam, which, by the way, I don't agree with, I don't think saying radical Islam makes a difference. I think it adds more confusion because I think radical, the radical Islam people, the people who are deemed radical in Islam are the ones who want to reform it. For the most of the world, at least in the Middle East, the radicals are not the ones calling for death for everybody. The radicals are the ones saying, no, that's not who we are. We're a religion of peace. So... While I don't agree with the deal that we have to call radical Islam radical Islam I will tell you this if we don't name our enemy we can never defeat him that's why it makes a difference we
2: are one. The Glenbeck program Mercury.
7: Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glenbeck.com.
1: Hey, um, do me a favor. Right now, go on to um, uh, log on to theblaze.com slash TV. Start watching the radio show because I'm going to do something just for radio. I'm technically in the room, so I, I, do I need yeah. to? No, I'm not talking to you, dummy. I can see you You're, whenever you do anything. No, I'm I'm, talking, I'm not talking to you. need to, to forward you. slash or backslash. I'm not talking to, to you, dummy. I'm talking to the listeners, uh, 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 now I want one of those squiggly lines in it. You know the squiggly thing. Yeah, no, yeah I think there no. is. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so or you can go to uh, Facebook. I'm going to Facebook Live something. Stu, will you do this for me? Will you just Facebook yeah, yeah. Live? Okay, so go live whenever you want. You can go to Facebook. I want you to see this. Let's go to your I brought Facebook these page. in. Is that Glenn Beck Facebook page? Yeah, Glennbeck.com, or I mean Facebook.com/slash uh, Glenn, Glenn Beck. Beck. Okay, Two ends. I, brought these, I brought these in, and I just want all of the weasels um, who are, you know, going to try to say that I did something wrong or whatever. These are all the paperwork for it. It's my stamp. Uh, so I have all of my paperwork that have to be with these guns all the time. We are doing everything legally here. Um, I want to ask you, which is the most dangerous gun on my desk? Now, there are... Uh, there are four guns on my desk one is an old wood-stocked kind of gun looks like cap and ball uh one is uh a fully automatic one one is a small little kind of almost looks like a long pistol in a way one is big has a huge uh suppressor or silencer on it another one looks like an absolute weapon of war with a silencer on it which is the most dangerous gun here which which one which one has which one's been involved in the greatest massacre in American history? Which one? Well, guns aren't dangerous, Glenn. Jeffy, come on up here and tell me which one looks the most dangerous. Come up here and just, just by looks, which is the most dangerous gun on this table? Just based on the looks. Oh, my. Don't touch them! One yeah, of don't, these. T- oh, don't touch them. Don't touch them. Oh, don't touch them, but that's all right. You can go to jail. <laughs> which one? I took the firing pins out, so everybody knows. Yeah, this one. This one looks. Really These two. Yeah. These two. Okay. This one is actually pretty, pretty dangerous. You will see that this has right here safe fire, which now makes it a single shot gun, or auto. Now it's a machine gun, fully automatic. Fully automatic. This is a machine gun. This gun will run you about twenty five thousand dollars, and it's a piece of crap. Uh, you cannot buy a new machine gun in America. You have to buy an old one. This is really old, and literally, it's a piece of crap. How old is it? Because it doesn't look that old. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know when it was made. It
3: it mostly looks like an AR-15. It
1: it is an AR-15A2. Yeah. Okay. Um, But um, you're not going to, like, military's not going to use an ar 15 They'll use an M sixteen. They're not going to use an AR fifteen. Um, they're not. They're not nearly as good as, as, as uh, you know, an M um, sixteen. This one you picked. This one, Jeffy. Why did you pick this one? I don't know. It just looks. It just looks, looks scary. Scary. It's a good shot. Okay. Yeah. So if I take this away, does it look less right. scary? Yeah. If I take this away and I put it on this one, makes it. Makes this one makes it look more. a little more scary. If I take this off and I put this here, now does this one look a little scarier? Yeah, yeah. If I take this and I move and I move uh, this, I can't from this I can
4: help you, but I can't touch it.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, that one you can actually, Jeffy. If I just take this one and I move this out, and I take this and I and this is jammed, uh, and I can't and I move that one in. Which one looks scarier now, this one or this one? Oh, this one, of course. This one looks scarier, right? Yes. Right. This one is actually a single-fire. This is just a hunting rifle. That's just a single-fire. I could put this, and same with this one. I could take this stock off, and I could put a wood stock here. Or I could put a pink stock here. I could have this pink, and I could put pink here. And it is, it would look like a girl gun. All you're doing is just switching around the accessories, essentially. All I'm doing is switching the accessories, I can switch out the this. I can switch these out. I can switch everything out that makes them look scary. This is a hunting rifle. This is a fully automatic machine gun. You didn't pick this one. You picked these two. But you picked it because it looked scary. That's fully automatic. But you didn't even mention the one that is actually the scariest weapon on this table. This one. And this one still has the tag from the case. This one still has the tag on it from who it was taken from and where it was used. This gun was actually used in the largest massacre in American history. This gun was used in Wounded Knee. Seven of these were confiscated uh, and kept by the government. This is one of them. This is the only one. Not this one. Because this one, the guy in Orlando, he didn't have this gun. He didn't use this gun. He didn't use a fully automatic weapon. He used a gun like this one. Hunting rifle. The hunting rifle. There's no difference. This is single shot. This is single shot. Now, this is not semi-automatic, which basically semi-automatic means it takes that away. When you have a gun, you hear the clicks. Okay? A semi-automatic, all it does is it does this work for you. That's the only difference. That's the only difference. And this is the most dangerous gun on the table. The only one that has been used... In a massacre. And what's interesting about this massacre, do you know what that massacre was about? That massacre was about the American government taking the guns away from the Native American. The Native American actually said, okay, we'll we'll take the guns. So they were out in the plains, right by a river. The Americans were kind of up on this knoll, looking down. The Native Americans were down by the river, and they were camping overnight. The next morning, the Americans were supposed to come and take away these guns from the Native American. But in the middle of the night, somebody comes in from the fort and from Washington with orders. And he knows these Native Americans. He knows these Indians. They're all savages. And he comes in, and he says to the commander of the troops getting ready to take the guns away the next morning... He rides in and says, where are the guns? And he says, we get them tomorrow morning. We've already made arrangements. We have it all done. They'll be with us tomorrow morning. You're letting those savages down there with those guns while you sleep at night? They're going to come up and kill you in the middle of the night. No, sir. They're not. We know them. They're peaceful. They are not going to do that. You, sir, are lucky that I don't strip you of your command. Saddle up. So in the middle of the night, the American government... Saddled up, surrounded the Native American camp. They were uh, uh, awakened in the middle of the night. They were fuzzy. They didn't know what was going on. Not everybody spoke the language. One kid was deaf. He was holding on to his gun. He didn't know what was going on. The officers were yelling at them in the middle of the night to turn in your guns, turn in your guns. They didn't know what was going on. This wasn't the deal. Somebody, the story goes, that it was the deaf guy because he didn't know why they were trying to take his gun. We don't know if that's true. We We know that somebody fired their weapon. Somebody panicked. And we shot them with this gun like fish in a barrel. It doesn't have to be an automatic weapon to do great damage. In fact... Our history seems to show that when the government gets involved and when the government tries to take away rights from people, that's when real damage is done. There's your lesson on guns today. And which one is dangerous. (sighs) They're now saying, they're now calling guns weapons of war. Well... Yes, they are weapons of war. Do you notice everybody's starting to use that term now? They're weapons of war.
3: And the other catchphrase now is only designed to kill. Whoa. right! I love that one. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah they like forks, only
0: designed to eat. Right, but what do you do with the fork? Right. I mean, what food do you eat? It, you it could could stab could, people with forks. You too. could.
3: You could jam it right in their eye. You could, uh, but most people don't
0: kill what? I mean, you know, they act as if killing, you know, in and of itself. Obviously, no one wants to kill someone, but if someone's raping your wife, you do want to kill someone. That's what it's for.
1: And then, wouldn't you need an instrument that was designed to kill? Yeah, yeah. it'd be bad to have one that was designed and, to massage. And quite honestly, at that point, let's—it's time that we start talking about the Second Amendment as it was designed. It was designed to protect the First Amendment and all our freedoms it was yes, just and all of our freedoms but to protect the people against a tyrannical government correct. the 4th and the the 3rd the 4th uh, the 5th and i think the 6th were also those are safety valves to protect you from uh, to protect you uh, to protect your rights to property intellectual property but the the gun is to protect you from an out of control government the, the other amendments show, well, you have to have a trial. You have to have a warrant. The second amendment is in case all of those things go wrong. Well, all of those things are going wrong. And we now have conservatives who are saying that we need to, we need to limit the scope of the fourth and the fifth amendment and be able to snatch people up off the street. I got news for you. We said this when Barack Obama got into office and he gave that speech. And I'm tired of people just being snatched up off the street in the middle of the night and their doors being kicked in. This isn't Nazi Germany. That wasn't happening. It hasn't happened. But now the right, the right, our side, is asking for those rights to be able to hold people indefinitely. No. No, we don't hold people indefinitely. When will this war end? We want to declare war so we can have the military operate within the parameters of the United States so they can legally do with the NSA what they're telling us they're not doing. You want the government to be able to use, to become a weapon of war in the United States. We're a very confused nation right now. We won't even admit who our enemies are. I I think the last thing we need to do is to have an open-ended war where the only thing that happens is the terrorist wins. And here's how. They wanted to change us. They don't like our freedom. And that's what it's about. You don't have a right to make a law outside of Sharia law. Only God can do that. That's the freedom they're talking about. Not our success. Not our, willingness, our ability to do whatever we want. That we will make laws outside of Sharia law. That's what's an abomination to them. Our Constitution is an abomination. Why would we help them usher our Constitution out the door? And if you think it won't happen, it already has. Wounded knee, FDR in the internment camps, it already has happened in our past. It will happen in our future if we're not vigilant. Timeshare Exit Team is our sponsor this half hour. You bought a timeshare thinking you'd get the location that you wanted and when you wanted it. But when you called to book it, it's suddenly not available. Have you had that problem? If you have a timeshare? Have you had that problem yet? Have you had that problem this summer? And then you did a couple of other things since you got it. You avoid the mail in uh, September because you know you're going to get all of the maintenance and all of the new fees and everything else. You're going to get it and you're going to get hit hard after you haven't been able to get what you wanted. And when you read the fine print, you realize, I can't get out of this in any way, shape, or form, and my kids inherit that timeshare. That's crazy. Timeshare exit team. There's a lot of people that travel to hotels and give you the same kind of scam that, they, that the timeshare people did. It's a scam. Timeshare exit team. These are attorneys. This, this, they have offices all around the country. You can find out where they are. And they offer a 100% money-back guarantee. I vetted these guys for about eight months, finally sat down with them, and I told them a lie. I said, I have a Disney timeshare I want to get out of. Knowing that Disney timeshares are A, valuable, and, uh, and they don't scam you at all. And I knew that. And I wanted to see, it. will they suck up to me and say, oh, yeah, we can get you out of that. When I said I have a Disney timeshare, they said, sorry, we can't help you. I said, wait a minute, why not? I thought you He said, not that one. They don't scam you, that you. You should have known. They Their fine print is not fine. It's very clear. These guys are the real deal. And if they can't get you out of that timeshare, 100% money-back guarantee. Meet with them face-to-face or get them on the phone. 844-321-EXIT. TimeshareExitTeam.com. 844-321-EXIT. TimeshareExitTeam.com.
7: Glenn
5: Beck. <laughs> Listening to the Glenn Beck Program,
2: Mercury.
5: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: We're just talking about timeshares and how almost all of us have gotten almost sucked into a timeshare. <laughs> almost sucked in, and we yep. were like, ah, something just said, uh, ah, you know what, I don't think so. But th- there are timeshare people, you you get sucked into them, and they won't let you out. They just won't let you out of the room. Sign this. There are people who sign these things under duress, real, true duress.
3: Yeah. Oh, they're
1: good. I mean, they're
3: oh, yeah. high pressure. I mean, I don't I don't think that's a good technique, but
4: <laughs> you don't think?
3: I don't think so. Yeah. But it is—it is effective. I mean, they pound you with that stuff. I know. We've almost been nailed a couple of times. It's—it's—it's it's, it's not pretty. Just trying to get away from these people. They're like yeah, leeches. Yeah, yeah. It's
7: like can me out. Alone.
4: get out.
1: Yeah. No, thank you. Get you get no, 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 no. Really crazy. <laughs> Just keep coming at. You. <laughs> hey, Kurt Schilling is on with us next. Uh, MVP baseball world series good he player all those things wow Wow. all of that and he's coming up next a fan of donald trump next come back
5: mercury
1: There's a guy who's a um, is very famous, very outspoken, won't sit down and be quiet, has a lot to say about the Second Amendment, has a lot to say about uh, political correctness and the media, and is a huge uh, friend or, or, or supporter of Donald Trump, and he's also a fan of The Blaze. We wanted to reintroduce you to one of the more maligned men in the media, World Series MVP pitcher Kurt Schilling, right now.
2: of entertainment and enlightenment this is the Glenn
1: Beck program welcome to the program Kurt how are you sir Glenn how are you I'm very good you have been uh you've been getting a beating uh (laughs) for quite some time and you just won't sit down well but you know what this is
6: isn't that what we're supposed to be doing as Christians anyway taking a beating Yes, you know, you know, and then I, I say that half-heartedly, but this is, I think, for me, I don't know about you, uh, this is a very challenging time for me as a Christian, because a lot of the things I'm feeling about people uh, aren't Christian. <laughs> and, 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 but but that's, not, that's not abnormal. We battle that every day. And, yes. and, 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 you know, you try to talk to people about the fact that, that there is an absolute war on Christianity. Uh, and not just here, but 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 around the world, and, and I I say that, but I'm not trying to sound like a victim. We all know mm-hmm. this is going to happen. Yeah, we know. We, we, you know.
1: Oop. Hello. Oh boy, they got to him. Wow, they got to him. They, they, the war Christians, Warren oh, Christians Warren continues. Wow. it just continues. Right there, we'll he, get him back on the line. Can you get him back on the line? <laughs> He's I, I I you know I'm not a fan of baseball at all, and we're going to keep that to ourselves. But he knows that because he listens to the show. But um, uh, he's a fan of the Blaze and watches the Blaze. And and some listener said uh, last week said, "Hey, you want to get a Trump supporter on?" Kurt Schilling. Yeah, and like hell yeah. He immediately tweeted, "Is like you got my phone number?" And we're like, "Oh yeah, that's right. We do. <laughs> we forget we like know some people." Yeah, yeah. and, and obviously on the show
3: before it's been a few years, but he he was on the show when we were in New York.
0: Yeah, and only a, it's slightly behind uh, the, the important mission of Christianity uh, in America was uh, the defeat of the New York Yankees in 2001 in the World Series, uh, which he was a huge part of. And people will bring up the Red Sox, and I, you know, I, I I'm not a I'm a Blue Jays fan, so I'm not a big Red Sox fan. But I hate the Yankees so much <laughs> that I will always love Curt Schilling because of 2001.
1: I will always love him, Curt. We were talking about. <laughs> I told your producer that might happen, and it did. And I apologize. <laughs> That's all right. So we were talking about, um, you know, this war on 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 Christians.
6: And and, and yeah, but but again, I was saying, you know, we kind of. I expected this, and you could see this building. I mean, this has been going, uh, you know. But again, it doesn't make us victims. I, I just think it makes us Christians, and you know, your faith is being tested. And I say you in the, in the sense of, of everybody minus, and and it's just something you got to be a you battle every day. And now it's become much more public.
1: So let's talk about, I want to talk about several things. I want to talk about Donald Trump. I want to talk about the media and I want to talk about gun control because <laughs> you've been on a t- Twitter uh, tirade here about yep. uh, gun control. Let's start there.
6: Well, well l- listen, I, I'm not a gun nut. I, I, I never have been. I, grew, I was born in Alaska, so I learned how to shoot a gun before I wore a diaper, uh, because getting killed by a bear on the way to school was actually a possibility in Alaska. <laughs> right. Um, but my dad was in the Army, so I, I learned gun control at a very young age. I grew up in Arizona, another very uh, uh, conservative state uh, as far as the Second Amendment. My, my issue and my, my tirade on the Second Amendment is more, for me, a tirade on the Constitution than it is on the Second Amendment. Um, People want to pass laws that a either A, already exist, or B, would have no impact effect in any possible way on the things that are happening. And and mm-hmm. I keep trying to go back to the fact, listen, I want my federal government to protect my country, protect my family, and take care of the people that can't take care of themselves. Other than that, get out of the way. Let the people take care of – we can take care of ourselves. Just get, I don't want more federal – I especially don't want more – of an administration that is lying and deceitful and phony and fraudulent as this one in my day-to-day life anymore. Get out. Let us do what we can do, because we can take care of ourselves.
1: Well, the job of the government, according to the Constitution, is to protect the rights enshrined in the Constitution. That's their number one job, is to protect those rights. And they have become the usurper of those rights.
6: Well, not only that, Glenn, but but when at some point in my life, our elected officials have turned this into a we-work-for-them
5: relationship,
6: then mm-hmm. that to me is terrifying because it you know they, they talk they talk down to us they make us you know if I have to listen to one more comment or quote from from Hillary Clinton or, or a liberal about you know they think we're really that stupid they, the things that they say I almost keep waiting for the Saturday Night Live ticker on the bottom for for <laughs> some of the comments that I hear they think we're that stupid this was it, 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 it it's not. It's almost their M.O. now. Less than a, a couple hours after this Orlando atrocity, mm-hmm. you had an elected Democratic official on TV talking about more gun control, not talking about radical is, Islam or terrorism, which is what this was. And, and people keep getting diverted. And, and that, to me, speaks right to the heart of gun control. Again, th- this was, and I try to tell people, this was not an assault rifle. This, AR doesn't stand for assault rifle. I mean, and I, it's not. <laughs> the, people the, think people, it does. I know they do. It stands for Armalite, which is the company that produced the AR-10 and the AR-15. And people start to say, oh, you're getting nitpicky. But you know what? Details matter. Because in Florida, there is no magazine limit in Florida for for the size of a magazine. The people of Florida have chosen that to be the law there. They want to change it? They can change it. And I know in, in Connecticut, Sandy Hook. There's, first of all, it's a nightmare to, to even get a firearm, but there's a magazine limit. There's a magazine limit where I live. There should be. You want to argue that? I'll argue that all day. But the fact of the matter is people are asking for laws either, A, that already exist, or they're asking to put laws in place for people that don't follow them. Mm-hmm. And they don't, I don't understand how they can't understand that.
1: I, I just I have to go back here real quick. You think there should be a limit on magazines?
6: I, no, I, that's an absolutely valid argument. I think, absolutely legitimate, absolutely valid. I don't. I haven't thought one way or the other because, you know, I have an AR-15. It's a semi-automatic has a ten-round clip. I target shoot with it. I like to target shoot with it, but you know, and if I can have a thirty-round clip, I might do it for convenience. But I'm okay. I don't care about that. I my I don't plan to have to ever use my AR-15 to fend off an assault on my home.
1: No, I, yeah. I don't. I don't either. But I shoot a lot, and yeah. I have to tell you, loading that damn magazine drives me out of my mind. I, no, I, it, I take it, a it, thousand round magazine <laughs> if I can get it. And,
6: and, and here's the thing: it, you, it, it, it's a, for the people that I, I can only tell you this. I had a conversation. I, I I got to know a lot of police officers, and and I talked to them, and I asked you know, because I was always curious about you know, what happens in a traffic stop if I'm carrying. So I'll ask them questions, and. And every one of them has said the same thing to me. If I'm driving behind someone and I run their plates and I see that that's a concealed carry, he said, I usually let them go because you know what? They're the good guys.
2: Mm.
6: And, and and that's exactly what it is. I'm a law-abiding citizen. The only thing more laws are going to do around the Second Amendment is make it harder for me to acquire a firearm to defend my person and my family. Criminals, are the... gonna, criminals don't care what the law says. That's obvious, right? Yeah.
1: Let me let me switch to uh, let me switch to media. Who would who would who would who would ever work at ESPN?
6: <laughs> well, well, you know what? Here, here, let me just say this: I worked with some of the greatest people in the world, Carl Ravitch is of the world, Adnan Danberg. I had some. I love the people I worked with. I just didn't realize to the extent that it was that the people I worked for were the most intolerant, exclusive, mm-hmm. bigoted human beings I've ever known and then to profess themselves to be the exact opposite. You look at Bomani Jones, Jamil Hill yesterday, um, Stephen A. Smith. There's Tony Kornheiser who compared the, the, the Tea Party to ISIS. These are the most racist, fraudulent human beings ever, but they're allowed to stand on a platform because that platform is liberal and Disney is, quote-unquote, inclusive. So, you know, it is what it is. And, and it was a great learning experience for me. You know, my, just like my First Amendment rights weren't, weren't hindered.
1: I was allowed to say what
6: I want. I just happened to get fired for it because I'm an American and I'm a conservative.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So I love everything you've said so far. Now, <laughs> let me get to <laughs> here because I, I, I don't understand this. You're a Donald Trump supporter. Now, are you I, a, are, are you, were you there at the beginning? No. Or you weren't? Who did no. you support at the beginning, Kurt? Dr. Carson. Okay. okay, And so when he there, dropped out and endorsed, yeah. that's, when you, that's when you went with well, Donald well, Trump?
6: When, when Dr. Carson dropped, and I looked at the field, I, I liked Carly Fiorina. Uh, I liked Chris Christie. Uh, Ted Cruz made me very uncomfortable. Uh, Marco Why? Rubio, I, he, I just didn't, he, just watching him, he just made me uncomfortable. It, may, it okay. might just be a physical thing. I don't know. It just yeah, made okay. me very uncomfortable. Um, but at the end, I've known Mr. Trump for about 11 years now. Um, he asked me to do The Apprentice three years in a row, and I told him no. And at some point he said, listen, nobody tells me no. And I continued <laughs> to tell him no. But,
5: right. but we, I,
1: I, Actually, that's two of us because yeah. I've told him no several times, too. So, <laughs> <laughs>
6: Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Glenn. I think, and, and I'm not going to tell you what to think or how to think, but I sure. think we all have to stop looking for the perfect candidate. I, I, not that I'm not going to want to try and find that person anyway, but that candidate doesn't exist. I'm, I'm, I'm close with the Bush family. I had disagreements with both George, Miss, Miss the President Bush the senior and, and junior. Right. Senator McCain, same way. I'm not looking for the perfect candidate. I'm looking for the person. At the end of the day, if I don't agree with the things that you say or do, and there's a lot of things that Mr. Trump has said that people don't agree with and all the other things that go with that, but at the end of the day, what is what are his priorities? To keep the country safe, to take care of people that can't take care of themselves, and to and I think to move more federal government out of the way, and I think of the of the two people left, it's pretty clear which one of those is is going to do those things, or I believe will do those things. Right. If I could pick another candidate, a perfect candidate, yeah, I wouldn't. I would pick somebody I would pick Mr. Carson. I would give Mr. Carson an authoritative, booming presence that I think he lacked. And I would vote <laughs> him all day.
1: Yeah, that was the thing about. Carson, you were like, uh, is he awake? Is
7: he still well, it awake? Killed me. It, I killed not...
6: me. it killed me because he's brilliant. It yeah, killed me because he is the anti-racism uh, yes. slogan for everybody. Because, listen, he yes. came from a, a horrible family, uh, poverty-stricken, incredible poverty, and he turned himself into one of the premier positions on the planet. So yeah. every time you want to tell me there's no chance for me, I say, bullcrap, look at this guy. Yeah.
0: Kurt, is there any concern from you, as someone who's gone through this with ESPN and the media sort of, you know, I don't know, there's seeming to be a, a real bias in the media, the way Trump talks about the media when he bans people who don't yep. write favorable articles and he says he wants to open up libel laws for people who say bad things about him, does that concern you? Yes,
6: absolutely. I think you have to have incredibly thick skin, and I'm not sure that he does all the time. Oh. But here's the thing, Glenn. He is openly admitting to you. Listen, I banned them because I think they're idiots. Whereas this administration <laughs> is doing the same thing; they just do it in a different way. They don't ban you. They just don't ask your your, your reporter questions in the White House pool. They don't mm. ban you. They just come out and talk about you as a biased well, – I mean, this president exactly can have a press this. conference. He, this president can have a press conference without subversively or subliminally attacking Fox News. So, so at least Mr. Trump has the balls and the guts to say what's on his mind. And, and I'll tell you what, I, I am I am absolutely dying to think about running for office, and the only reason I think I could do this now is because I'm exactly like Mr. Trump in one sense. I cannot write speeches. And he has to be a PR person's nightmare because he goes up to the mic with a little piece of paper that has cliff notes on it, and then he reads off the cliff notes, and then he says, okay, I'll take questions. And you know his PR people people are going, no, please don't take
5: questions. <laughs> right,
6: don't right. take questions because He's going to speak from the heart, and a lot of times for me, when I speak from the heart, I'll will be very emotional. Especially after this Orlando thing, I'll I'll be emotional and I'll say some things that you'll take a certain way. I didn't mean that way. Not I'm not making excuses for him, but I want someone with passion. I want someone with conviction. Someone that's going to speak from the heart and have a heart for this country.
1: I love talking to you, Kurt. We should have you more Thanks. on more often if you're if Thanks. you're interested. But we'd love to have you on more often. You're, I appreciate it. Well.
6: I'm Great getting insight. ready for
1: my next gig, and hopefully, it's going to be radio. Really, very
6: cool. Good. I would like to. Yeah, I'd love to work for for Sirius. I'd love to work for Breitbart and those guys. Somebody. So yeah. I'm working on. Well, there's talking
1: there's to one that there's one that you didn't mention that you're a fan of that does radio. The the 19th largest stream. In the U.S., <laughs> nobody Please else is on that. It starts but I, with bull, uh, N's and A's. <laughs> <laughs> we'll reach out to you, Kurt. Thank you very much. Absolutely. I appreciate right. it. Take you there, bet. Gentlemen. Okay, Sorry. bye-bye. That <laughs> kind of strange. Um, he listens to us on Sirius. Is where, that's probably where that's coming from. And now this. When you want a sold sign in your front yard, finding the right real estate agent is key. Tanya and I have uh, sold our share of houses. And Pat and I were we were joking about this. We've never sold our house at the right time. No, always, yeah. always buy high, sell low. Yeah. yeah, yeah, always do that. Anyway, that, That's the uh, way you're supposed to do it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, no, that's no. no, that's the way radio people do it. Because <laughs> you come in and the, everything's growing, and then the town crashes, and then they got to get rid of you, and you're like, okay, thank you for that. Um, anyway, so we had a hard time, we've had a hard time selling our houses before, and we just want people that are just telling us the truth, and we know are really working hard for us, and understand the situation, et cetera, et cetera, and have just given us a square deal. That's all we want. My brother was having a hard time selling his house, um, and it was in the number one small town in America, and uh, had a hard time selling it. And he's like, I-, I gotta find the right real estate agent. That's what it is. We started talking about it. This is about two and a half years ago. We, um, we started a company called Trust dot com. trust dot com. We started with I don't know how many, maybe two hundred or five hundred uh, agents across the country. They're all personally vetted by us. They have to be, you know, listeners to the show. They have to know who we are. They have to know our values uh, and live our values. They really, we're looking for fans of the show because we have we have found. That when we find business partners who are fans of ours, we don't have a problem with ethics and principles. It's just it works out. So we thought if we can get the people who have our principles and do that job and we can put the people who listen to us and have those principles together with real estate agents that have those same principles, magic's going to happen. We tested it for, I don't know, about a year. And uh, the scores came back really high from everybody who was uh, using the service and we decided to launch it nationally and that's where we are now so if you want a for sa- you want a sold sign not a for sale sign you want your home sold fast and for top dollar and you want to do it with good business people go to realestateagentsitrust.com. that's realestateagentsitrust.com.
2: the glen beck, beck program
5: the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment
2: The Glenn Beck Program Mercury. The Glenn Beck Program. 888
1: 727 Beck. See now the controversy has has uh, stirred up on Kurt Chilling on yeah because uh, someone dared to, to to
0: question my sports knowledge uh, on or at Twitter. Least Yankee hatred. Yeah, I mean, Yankee hatred is probably the way that happened. Happen? You're from Connecticut. I hate the Yankees. Well, I'm a Blue Jays fan first of all, which makes no sense, but I hate the Yankees and I honestly hate the Red Sox too. I was say if you're in Connecticut, if um, you hate the Yankees, Connecticut is split. Half Yankees, half Red Sox. And Mets are in there, too. My dad was a huge Mets fan. But I, for whatever reason, became a Blue Jays fan. So, uh, I've all, I all—I mean, mean, I hated the Yankees. In the 2001 World Series, when the entire country was rooting for the Yankees after 9-11, I still hated the Yankees so much. And I was so sure this storybook was going to happen for them. I'm going to go in yet another World Series. And then Curt Schilling stepped in for the Diamondbacks. And I mean, he was completely dominant in that series.
3: That uh, was a great year for him. He, he was twenty two six that year. Yeah, uh, he had a he had an ERA under three. He was really good. I mean, really, the, really, he good.
1: was spectacular through that whole era. I mean, the fact that he well, you're actually, only really a fan of his because he beat the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, I you know I, I wasn't. I don't understand this. I went to Boston a few weeks ago, uh, and was up in Boston. And we were just in a gift store and try to get something for the kids, and I, I picked up a Red Sox hat. And I was like, gonna get a Red Sox hat for Rafe. Tanya about lost her mind. She's standing there, she's like, You are not buying that. And I'm like, What? I'm standing there with a hat. I'm like, what what did I just pick up some heroin or something? I said, What? Buy what? And she said, That hat. And I'm like, the Red Sox hat? She's like, We are Yankee fans. <laughs> period. No Red Sox. And I'm like, oh my God. You need medication. <laughs> you don't ever watch their games. You never talk about it. This is something in your DNA that has been passed on some by some weird, spooky thing by your father and brothers. Stop it right now. She's Stop more it. man than you. He is. I was wearing a dress at the time. <laughs> but hey, don't judge me for that. How did you identify? Oh, never. Right, I was identifying as a girl Red Sox fan. In back program. Mercury. Welcome to the uh, program. Glad you're back. Glad well, you you're see my, You seem a little more awake today uh, than. I am never telling you another. The other in day, my life. I am uh, never telling you anything no. ever again in my life. What happened? I, I don't uh, know he had, what he's talking about. Oh, yeah, I think you exactly what I'm talking about. Yesterday, we were in the hallway having a private conversation. <laughs> Wait a minute. And he
3: informed what? me that he fell asleep during his own monologue. On television,
1: I mean, now, I, I brought this up because I don't think this is. I don't. I think this is a world record. I think. I think it I think this is a skill I need to foster. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Okay? It was a scary. It was the scariest monologue I've ever done. I was so tired, I could barely stay awake. And in rehearsal, I'm yawning and yawning and yawning, and I'm going to do it now just because I'm talking about yawning. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Pat did it too. Um, and. I was yawning, and I was so tired, and I said to the crew, I hope I can stay awake during this. Now, I'm giving the monologue, and it was terrifying. It was terrifying, because here I'm doing the show, and I'm just trying to stay awake the whole time. Now, we've all done that. You've been in meetings with people, and mm-hmm. you know your eyes start to roll, and... What? Well, yes, we've all done this in that we've been in a meeting with someone in your I know, that's why I'm saying He's it's even more t- terrifying. Television. No, it was even he <laughs> was more terrifying than just being in a meeting. When you're in a meeting with somebody, you're like, please don't notice that my eyes are rolling back in my head. I'm trying to look at the camera. I'm I'm talking to the nation. I'm talking to our, our viewers, and my eye, I'm like, don't fall asleep! Don't fall asleep! Don't fall asleep! <laughs> what are you gonna do? Okay, never been in that situation before. Because I've even, you've even been
0: there as, as a broadcaster when maybe there's a boring interview, someone's going on for a long time. I was like,
1: delivering the monologue, and it was talking. a good monologue. Okay, so here's what happened. I am talking, but I'm trying desperately to stay awake. Okay. it was bad. Oh man, I it was. I feel bad. much better now. I'm not. I didn't have these problems when I was drinking. During his monologues, <laughs> right? So, uh, so, I'm in the middle of the monologue, and, uh, and all of a sudden, this is what happens. I'm delivering the monologue, and all of a sudden, everything just kind of goes black. His eyes are open, by and the way. And then I, I realize he's still reading the teleprompter. Now, hang on just a second. All of a sudden, I'm out. I am out. I am asleep. And then I wake up. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm still giving the monologue. Oh, my gosh, I fell asleep. That's what's going on in my head. But as I'm like, oh, my gosh, did anybody notice I fell asleep? I realized that my eyes are still on the words that I'm speaking currently out of my mouth. And we finished the monologue. And I looked at everybody. I was like, hey, how was how, how that? that monologue? <laughs> and everybody was like, that's good. it's fine. And Wade said... Wade, the cameraman. He was the cameraman who was looking in his camera. He was the one who was getting the eye shot. And he said, were you okay? And I said, well, why? Why would you say that? <laughs> and he said, I don't know. I said, did I make a mistake or something? He said, no. He said, I was just, but I was watching you. And he said, there was a minute that your eyes just completely glazed over and I thought you were gone. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I was still delivering the monologue and I fell asleep. How is that if, possible? We'll see, we we should that. see if
3: that's possible. Does your can your, can your brain fall asleep while your eyes and your mouth are continuing to speak? It was amazing. It was scary. Because I mean, it was, sca- it was a scare. It's
1: never happened before. It was so terrifying <laughs> to be on television. So All weird. I just wanted to do was just look at the audience and go, uh, guys, you, uh, you're gonna have to just watch snow for a while because I can't do this. I'm tired. <laughs> I need a nappy nap. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. Like, get on. And it was so frightening. I was terrified that Ugh. I was gonna stay. Uh, I was gonna fall asleep. Well, is this similar to like
0: walking in your sleep, like people do that, right? I mean, I they go out and they I don't can know. But if it's it, talking in your sleep, that happens all the time. I mean, I don't know. Read, I I've never talk- heard of reading in my sleep though. I want to talk to
1: a doctor to find out. If, that's, if that is what really happened, how do I foster that?
3: <laughs> can I sleep? Um, <laughs> how
1: could I come monologue. in and do all shows asleep? So you're not
0: horrified
1: by <laughs> no. this. You're trying to figure I'm, out how to do how it more often. How can I go home and talk to my wife about her day <laughs> while sleeping? <laughs> So if, you can
3: master that, if I can master that, you could sell that for uh, right. Retire, right? You just oh retire.
1: <laughs> I mean that that's that's a we class I need
4: to get that need to on now. Seriously, I need to find out how to do. How that. can I that's go in show.
1: and have meetings that I just don't want to have? Be able to conduct the meeting. While sleeping, <laughs> so did you go
0: back and watch this moment? I've been too afraid to. I really. Yeah. We need to isolate this. I, we the, sure do. Can we? Can you isolate what moment this occurred? Because this is fascinating. I think if I watched
1: scientific. It. I think if I watched it, I could. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Wade could. Don't make us watch the entire monologue. We might all fall asleep again. I know. <laughs> I, uh, it was really good information. I don't think I delivered it as well as I could have. <laughs> <laughs> you, you weren't
0: even awake for it. Of course, it wasn't as good as it. could. Been. Have you ever heard of that? No. Have you I ever haven't heard of I that? Haven't. I mean, I mean, and now, of course, you obviously have, uh, you know, I mean, there might be, there's things that get filled in by writers and stuff, but these are your thoughts, your so monologue. This is my monologue. Right, so what I'm saying is like, you're not, you're looking at the camera, but because they're your thoughts, perhaps, because you can't read while you're asleep. I don't think. I don't know. But I might have superhuman uh, 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 abilities here.
1: Maybe because the, these are your thoughts anyway, you're able to just keep maybe, it going. Maybe I, I was just in, and I don't know how long it lasted. I really don't know how long it lasted. Um, all I know is I remember seeing things kind of go black. <laughs> and then it was me being asleep. And then that moment that you wake up where you're like, oh, my gosh. You know how that is when in a, you're in a meeting, but you don't go... <gasps> Because you know you're in a meeting, and so you wake up and you're like, then you look around like, has anybody noticed that I just fell asleep? (laughs) That's what was going on in my head while words were still coming out of my mouth, and my head decides I should look back at the teleprompter, and I realize my eyes are already on the teleprompter saying the words that are coming out of my mouth.
4: It probably didn't uh, last very long. It was probably just that.
1: Oh, they've isolated it already. Oh look wow! Look how Who tired I am. It looks though, like it's yeah. in slow motion. But look how tired I am. <laughs> you do look tired. Yeah, I was just. Oh beat. man, I was just beat. I mean, my eyes are barely even <laughs> open. But there's a portion of this. I'm gone. <laughs> you don't know what part. Por- I think it was. A, can you go back to where you were playing it? Because see, this I look awake. But yeah, you when do. you go back to where we just started playing it, see if you can go back a bit. You like. <laughs> You look, there's a portion where I do look like I've just zoned out entirely. And it was that portion we were just watching. Here I'm awake. Yeah. <laughs> here I'm awake. This is unbelievable. I mean, yes. You're starting to fade a little. <laughs> yeah, now I'm fading. Now, this is the point where I'm you like... You might have been asleep here. Not yet. Oh. This, so I'm, I'm doing my eyebrows because okay, I'm trying yes. to keep myself awake. Right, okay. okay? And so really? I... I and, and here we go. Here we go. I'm starting to count back. From, count back from hundred. Count back from hundred. Here it comes. Eyebrows are not going goes. up as high right here. Yep. Getting a little slower. I am out.
4: Eyebrows are.
0: I am gone. Uh, you look normal. I mean, you look tired, and uh, I That's mean, but you, you're still talking. You're right still. There. I think it's
1: there. I think I, it's right there. That, that go back. Go back. Just before that. Yeah, you were go gone. back. Go back. Yeah. The Ten seconds. Go back ten seconds. It's right there. When, when I lean back yeah, up, you're waking up. Yeah. No. 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 I think yeah, because I think it's there. I think,
4: it's, I think
3: you might I think be it's a, there. Yeah, right and then, there. And then you woke up. It's hard to. I mean, die. it was just a uh, split uh, second. Yeah, that's or what or I
1: meant. It
4: wasn't too long.
1: But I was out. <laughs> uh, I'm still
0: responding. I'm still talking. Charles tweets, um, uh, Glenn can finally relate to the rest of us
1: who has fallen asleep during
0: his <laughs>
4: yeah, you, a lot. Thank you. Yeah I, mean, yeah.
0: yeah, I get it.
1: I get it, funny man. <laughs> I don't think he's being. But I want to thank Pat for sharing this with everybody.
3: Hey,
0: oh, you're, no, you're welcome.
1: Well, somebody's got to be a journalist around here, right? right. I mean,
3: uh, you know, you're, Here you are
0: uncovering real things Bringing happening. Bringing you the important stories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever experienced that before? I mean, absolutely not what you're talking about. I mean, you, you, While I've been you, driving, I have. I've fallen asleep. Yes, while that's driving. The
3: closest and you might drive thing. for a while, and then all of a sudden you're like, Yes, oh, that's right.
4: I am it's, driving.
1: Yes, that's exactly yeah, that's the a feeling split I had. That, yeah. See, that's
4: only a split second though. Yes. I mean, that's well, it has to be long. a split second otherwise you do, yeah, you, don't you crash because I've ended up in the median of an interstate before. Have it's you really? Different than yeah, it's different yeah, than yes. that split second of
0: waking up. You wake yeah. up.
4: <laughs> wake up through the windshield yes
0: yes <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: that's a different way of i mean working. and that's terrifying and
0: obviously oh, much terrifying. more
1: dangerous but you know you, we, that's the feeling i had that you know that that horrible feeling yeah. it was it's not really the office it's much more driving because you know you're doing something dangerous right and you're, you're like i so got to and awake. you're trying to stay awake and then it's that moment when you wake up and you're like good god i'm driving mm-hmm. god, but like i got. up I would imagine when
0: someone does fall asleep when they're driving which is obviously horrific you're not like actively driving anymore like you've you're 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 I would guess your foot kind of comes off the pedal and maybe the the wheel starts to drift to the side you continue to do the exact thing you were doing well, at the weird. same pace the only thing that your makes, eyes
1: open the only thing that makes sense is it is my words so it's subconsciously just it's just I'm on autopilot it's just coming out because those are my words it's not like I had to read them I knew what I was saying. That's the only thing I can think of. Either that or I have to hone it, figure it out, right. and, and sell go it, to according. holiday inns on the weekends and sell Teach seminars oh on God. how to do it.
4: The subscribers on
1: the Listen feed. to your wife while you're asleep. Oh, my gosh.
4: <laughs> this is unbelievable.
1: <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> Screw this Belize thing. Do the things that she wants to do dead asleep. That is a multi-billion dollar. <laughs> that industry. is. I'm telling you, Tony Robbins, you're oh. a poor man compared to me if I can master that and sell it. Multitask, man. Oh, yeah.
4: Multitasks
1: while yeah. sleeping. While sleeping. Do whatever it is you don't want to do while dead asleep. Without the ethical problems of cloning. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so we keep our principles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And now this. Go on your vacation this summer, knowing that your home is protected, Simply Safe. Put together a special security system just for you. It has the entry sensors, the motion sensors, the glass break sensors, everything you need to stop a criminal from coming into your house and touching your home. And right now, Simply Safe is giving you an incredible offer, a hundred dollars off this package, complete protection for your home. Simply Safe, already unbelievable. They don't, you know, if you let's say let's say you want a security system for your house. But you don't necessarily want the 24-7 monitoring because you can't afford the $14.99 a month, which is, you know, 40, $40. Oh, is this supposed to be Goldline? That's not what I have.
0: Well, that's awesome for Simply
1: Well, it is. I'm going to give them a free commercial. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Go to simplysafebeck.com and get Simply Safe.
0: Now, Does Goldline get their real commercial?
1: I mean, if you... <sighs> you are a taskmaster.
0: Oh, can you do it Hang while on. asleep? I was going to say, <laughs> let
1: me see if I can stay asleep. While doing it. Gold line. I just read a story. uh, Today. Where did I find that? That the. uh, They are now talking about. uh, Government bonds. This is on CNBC. Government bonds going to uh, below zero. Will government bonds go below zero? When government bonds. That's how shaky things are. When the government can say. For instance, Germany and the Euros, they're they're now saying this in Europe. Germany, for the first time ever, you put your money in our bonds, and we promise you we're going to give that same amount back to you in 10 years. (gasps) Wow. Really? Now, the reason why that's happening is because that's what Puerto Rico said, but you only got 63 cents back on the dollar. So, you know, Bernie Madoff paid those people who lost money with him, got 67 cents on the dollar. Puerto Rican bondholders got 63 cents. What's going to happen over in Europe? It's already at zero. So you give us our money for 10 years and we're going to give you zero back. What, What is happening now is we're talking now about the Fed lowering the interest rate to below zero. So if you buy a government bond, you will actually have to pay the government to take, their, to take your money. And, there, and the reason why that works is because people don't have any place to put their money. They don't know what is safe. Well, the United States of America, th- that'll never go belly up. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? You need a well diversified portfolio, but may I suggest gold or silver now? Gold or silver, 866 Goldline. Read their important risk information. I am still dead asleep. 866 Goldline. 866 Goldline or goldline.com. <laughs>
7: You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck
1: Program. Let's go to Mike in Florida. Hi, Mike. You're on the Glenbeck program.
5: How's it going? Good. Oh my gosh. You know, that happens to me a lot.
1: Sleeping uh, while you're doing stuff.
5: Uh, oh, you know, you're you're I'm fifty seven now. I've been working outdoors for thirty seven years now in construction. And I own my own company. I work about sixteen hours a day, so you know, you don't get much sleep. And I'll uh, be driving from you know, one job to the next and it's like all of a sudden it's like Holy cow, I'm dreaming. And you don't even realize it, but you're driving fine, but you're mm-hmm. actually dreaming. You're, you're, yes. you're thinking of things, and you're seeing different things on the road that aren't even there. And you're like, <laughs> whoa. Bad. And, here, of course, you slap yourself Not around. And wait, wait, wake wait, wait, wait up, you know. And thank God we got reflectors on the roads here in Florida because that's a lifesaver. <laughs> <laughs> we need
0: to ban cars. This is too dangerous. I know, this is too dangerous. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is you one know, reason. Even,
5: you got down here, the heat
0: is
1: a killer. Yeah, this is one reason why self-driving cars are going to... More people are going to be sleeping than ever before. We'll get more sleep. We'll use that hour or two hours sleep.
7: (laughs) People won't
1: mind a long commute right yeah. Yeah. you're like oh I'm four hours away from work take me eight hours to get to and fro I'm in you can live in the middle of nowhere and in
0: commute drop. into work every day and honestly I guarantee you this will become a big global warming controversy because people will start doing that they'll work farther and farther away from home and they'll be like oh there's too many miles on the
1: road can I tell you something why wouldn't you live exactly where you, say you're four hours away okay you put a bed in your car you go to bed in your car yeah and you set your car to take you to work, and you know what I mean? Why not? I mean, you could live a long way and get the sleep you need, and because it's all wasted time, and the car is wasted time. Mm-hmm. You're fighting sleeping as it is. Don't fight it. Buy the new Apple car, <laughs> the new iCar. Intelligent. Sleep. Let us drive you. Yep. Uh, all right, we'll see you at uh, five o'clock tonight. We have Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, the author of The Harbinger, and Shemitah on tonight at 5, full hour.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.